Welcome to the PM Growth Expert Show, where we not only give you strategies, hints, and tips on how to grow your rent roll, but we also interview leading experts from around the planet. Now, for 40 ways you can grow your rent roll without having to worry about relying on salespeople or expensive search engine optimization, just go to pmleadsecrets.com. That's pmleadsecrets.com for our free book. All you've got to do is pay for shipping. Take care. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. You know, in today's age, you can't just have boring photos on your property marketing listings. You've got to have a virtual walkthrough tour. That way tenants can quickly qualify themselves and look through the property even at two in the morning online. But I can hear you say, look, Darren, it's too expensive with cameras and takes too long. That's why you've got to go to virtualtourscreator.com.au and check out how you can do walkthrough virtual tours using your mobile phone. Go and check it out. Also, talk to Tom there at virtualtourscreator.com.au on how you can quickly turn your tours into really cheap floor plans as well. Take care. Hi, Dennis Yusuf here, and this is the Grow 100 Expert Challenge, and we've got the almighty Ashley Goodchild all the way over from Perth, Australia. For anyone that is listening that um, isn't from Australia, we are, I don't know how many thousands of kilometres apart, Ash, but you're on one end of the country, of the spectrum, I'm on the other. So anyone from America, it's like being in the northern part, the, the, um, the border of Canada, all the way down um, the distance towards Mexico. That's how far apart we are, but it's from east to west. That's the only difference. So, Ashley, thanks for coming on board. Thanks for having me, Dennis. Yeah, look, um, you are uh, one person that was on my radar back in 2018 when we first met. I remember Darren, myself, and Stephen Rosenberg um, were doing a national tour, and you bought your first ticket to um, one of our events. And I remember I emailed you saying, hey, great, look forward to catching up. Do you remember what you replied me? No, but I could have been quite stubborn back in 2018. So I suggest it would have been a very stubborn answer. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I remember you said, look, I've been to other training events and I thought I would give this one a go, short and straight to the point. That's, that, that is actually me, yeah, to the T, short and straight to the point. Anyway, but um, you, you did come, and I remember at the end of the event, um, and I was reading your uh, feedback form, it was the old paper ones that we had, and, um, and you were challenging us already, saying you can't put your fees up, or this is too hard in this market, this, that, and the other. And I, I think I recall catching up with you again about three months' time, and you were telling me all of these amazing things that you'd upped your fees and you're so much happier and, you know, so um, huge mindset training, So, which is Darren Hunter's. That's not my training at all. But uh, it's interesting what happens when you implement, right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Ashley, so let's hook into this. Um, a lot of people are going to be either reading this or listening to it as well. But the first thing I've got to ask, are you a tea or a coffee person? I am a coffee person, but funny enough, I only started drinking coffee 
probably in 2018, actually, probably when I met you. Um, and I actually drink coffee for social reasons as opposed to any other reason. So I like the habit of coming into the office and going to the coffee shop where the man knows my name um, as opposed to feeling like I need a coffee. So a bit different yeah. than others. It, it, it's interesting because coffee is one of those things where if someone says, hey, let's grab a coffee, what does that mean? That to me means I want to catch up with you. It does, right? Mm. It, it, it's about a meeting. There's so much <laughs> behind it. Gone are the days everyone says, let's go and have a beer, right? It, when someone says, let's have a coffee, it means I want to talk business. I want to get to know. I want to connect with you. you Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, it is. And the social side of it, I think that's totally acceptable. Uh, and you run coffee meetings. I do run coffee meetings now and I have a coffee, but the, my coffee order changes. I'm one of those annoying people. I don't have my set order. I switch and change. Sometimes I like a cappuccino. Sometimes I want a latte. Sometimes I want a long Mac. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look, I, I'm similar. I'll order a mocha. Mocha is probably my go-to, especially when I'm, when I am allowed to travel and you don't know if the coffee's good or not, so I'll, I'll have a bit of chocolate in to hide the burntness or whatever. But I mix it up. I have um, a piccolo, yep, uh, the mocha. I will have a latte. I have an espresso martini and an affogato. I mean... Yeah, espresso martini. That one's on the list. <laughs> There's five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I do have Turkish coffee wherever I can as well. Okay, so now I, I need to know. One day I'm going to knock on the door in your office. I need to know if you... you Obviously, you've got a good cafe around the corner, right? Yes. Yeah, that's good to know because Perth doesn't have that many good coffee shops. There's a couple that are hidden around. Well, I'm lucky that I, I work on a, coffee, um, on a cafe strip and my favourite one, and the reason why it's the favourite is that I walk in the door and he goes, hey, Ash, and then he just does the order. And now with my whole team, when we go in there to do the order, it was quite funny the other day, we said, okay, we'd like a skinny long neck topped up. And he went, okay, that's for Vanessa. And he said to us, he said, actually, it's easier if you just give me your staff's names because I know their order. And we just went, Vanessa, Karen, da-da-da. And he just wrote them all down. And that impresses me, totally impresses me and makes me go back every time. And it's a good coffee. Well, he's he's personalised his whole business around you guys, hadn't he? That's brilliant. Yeah. 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 And, oh, and, one, and one last thing, you get a little chocolate chip cookie where the other coffee shop, which is actually good, doesn't do a little chocolate chip cookie on top, and that's very important to us. <laughs> so yeah. Maybe I should have recorded that and sent it to them <laughs> to give them a tip for the little plus ones, right? There you go, <laughs> plus ones work. Yeah, yeah, value adding. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so tell <laughs> us a little bit about yourself, Ash. Like why, what did you do before real estate? So I finished school, went and studied naturopathy, loved doing that, um, only had some prac hours to finish, ended up going and getting a little job as a receptionist in a real estate agency and was earning money at 18 and uh, that was more uh, enjoyable than going and doing massage prac hours. And I worked for a company where a, the owner had died, a Century 21 officer here died, and a pilot and air hostess took over the business and they had no idea on how to run it. And me being a bit of a um, 
a control freak is um, I just sort of got in and just helped them as much as I could. So within a three months, I was doing their payroll, assisting their strata, helping their property management. And I started my career really being thrown into the deep end and just having to learn every aspect um, along the way because they had no idea either. Wow. Okay. So yeah, that answers my question about, you know, um, why did you join real estate? Do you know how many people um, were a receptionist and now own a business? Huge. Mm. It's crazy. I mean, Laura, as you know, over there in Perth as well, she's the first one that comes to mind for me. But, um, you know, there's countless people that I, I talk about, even um, Sarah, who um, we, you know, she's also in one of the chapters of this book. You know, it's very interesting. It's always, it's like, oh, there's an admin role. And, um, you know, we know what it's like, the, the the cycle of property managers and someone who's already in the industry is at the receptions, they, they get thrown into property management. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, it, it's, a, it's a good segue into real estate, isn't it? Absolutely. Maybe, maybe the secret to people finding a property manager is advertised for a receptionist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. And then, but then it's interesting. I um, the receptionist though could go either way. You know, they could go into property management, go into sales, and I have always actually had receptionists in my business that have loved being a receptionist and have had no interest in doing anything else because they love that role. So. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, I mean, your your energy and your buzz and your um your vibrant spirit, should we say, people would be happy to work with. I'm sure that you'd be tough when you need to be tough, but you can see, you can sense that you've got that. Um, when people meet you, they'll they'll sense and know that as well. So, what's your buzz? Like, what 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 is the buzz? What keeps you going to work on a Monday morning? What 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 do you love about <sighs> real estate? You know, what's that big motivation for you? I. One of my staff said to me the other day, they said, Ash, my workplace is my safe place. Like that's that's a safe, it's, and, and that's probably what it is for me. It's a place where, um, where I am in control. I don't have um, children in my ear. I've got adults in my ear. Um, but it's, for me, it's just a very, um, it's, yeah, I, 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 it's even hard to even put in words, but it's my own time. Um, it's doing what I love. It's I'm very creative in my business, I'm very supportive with my staff in my business. And I am truly, I've really, like in the last sort of 20 odd years, really broken down what do I love and what don't I love and outsourcing the things that I don't love doing and only focusing on what I love. And so every single day is 100% enjoyable um, because of that. Um, so an example would be I used to do our bookkeeping for our business for 15 years and it was only, um, you know, a number of years ago where I just thought I, I'm fine doing it but I just really hate doing it. It's not an enjoyable part and so I made the decision to outsource that to a company which I should have done 20 years before but the fact that I don't have to do that anymore is, um, is a great relief and I, um, yeah, I'm truly, I've just really worked out that quadrant of what I'm good at and what I love to do. And that's what I do day to day. That's awesome. So you've taken out the boringness out of your life. Within Absolutely. Yeah, which is yeah. awesome. I mean, uh, I mean, outsourcing, whether you're outsourcing the task within your own business or to another company, whatever the case is, um, 
there's huge advantages of taking away your weakness and recognizing your weakness and what's dragging you down so you can focus on um, income producing activities or activities that are more beneficial for your clients. Yeah, and I think that we do get too caught up doing all the stuff we don't like because we're trying to save money or we just think, you know, we just don't want to show our insecurities or that's too much for me or I'm not very good at doing that. We don't like doing that. We, we Humans have got that. I'm capable. Yes, I can. Of course I can. Um, when in fact, they actually really can't. So it's um, being true to yourself with, with that as well. So I actually made a bit of a bookkeeping mistake and that's what instigated us. It actually cost us more money to fix it than what it would have cost just to have had that bookkeeper in the first place. So that was um, definitely what um, what changed for us in the business. Yeah, and I think you recognising and owning it is the key. So many yeah. people will push that down, but you've yeah. done that. Yeah, so it, it screams um, a lot about yourself. So tell us about your marketplace So uh, and, and your office. So our marketplace is, so my ideal client is a mum and dad investor someone that has lots of money but doesn't look like they have lots of money, uh, older demographic and a lot of country um, clients as well and a lot of, yeah, very much family. So the reason why we've got the country clients is because we are uh, very close to the CBD in South Perth. We have um, a uni uh, very close by and so a lot of older, um, the older generation bought properties here so their children could go to uni because that's what you did back 30 years ago and they still hold on to those properties because they're not, um, the older demographic don't actually sell, they're, they're a different, um, different type so that's what um, my area is like. We have very good real estate agents in our area but we are all very, very different and um, we, we all play a part to our different ideal clients. So um, it's a really good real estate industry to be in in our suburb. It's interesting you say that. My dad would be rolling in his grave if he knew that I'd sold a house. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like you buy, you rent, and you don't sell, and you buy again, you know. And, and you pass it on to your children when you die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, now you see stickers on the back of car, like, um, you know, um, and there's even ads, you know, spend your inheritance. Don't worry about giving it to the kids. Like it's uh, ad campaigns and lifestyles all about that now, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm, no, so that's cool. So how many properties have you guys got under management, Ash? We have nearly 600 now. Wow. Yeah. We've had a really good growth spurt in the last 12 months. So um, we were sitting at 500 for quite a while. I think 500 is a real crucial point. Um, 100 and 500, I think, are the crucial rent roll points um, where you sort of, you can sometimes get a little bit stale. And um, with the help of a few new referral networks, um, the 600 is nearly where we're at and we'll be there in a few months. Wow, that's exciting. That's uh, Look, I remember when... Um, you know, integrity, we hit 500. It took so long to get to 600. Yeah. It's just, it's that, it's that, do I employ more staff? Do I not employ? Like, you, you know, you, because it changes your whole company. Once yeah. you hit that 500 and, and you're getting close to the 600, there's, you know, uh, subscriptions change, so much change in the real estate world. But um, yeah, so that's an awesome um, target to hit that 600. Uh, that's yeah. huge. Congratulations. That's that's a big company you've got there. 
Yeah, it's getting there. It's not our intention. I've never been a hungry, um, a hungry BDM or a, um, someone that would ever step over anyone to get business. It's not me. Um, so I think it's just really um, being consistent over all these years and the consistency um, and the reputation is paying off for us now and will pay off for yeah. us for the next 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a very a long, a long, long game for sure for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Okay, let's say you're at 500, right? You're at 500 today and you need to get to 600 within 12 months, right? What would be your one to two key things that you would focus on to grow 100 doors in a 12-month period? And why would you choose those two? Yes, yeah, so I would... I, I'm very much on my personal brand and, and, and marketing, but it's not just about your personal brand and how you put yourself online. It's about how you reuse your data and, and your, um, your content. And it's about the education side of things. So the, the, the reason why I've been successful with um, my online presence and footprint is because I educate and that I can honestly say 100% is a reason for a lot of our new business that's come on board. It's made a massive difference. So the education really um, just simple stuff. You know, the one I did the other day was how, how, um, how is a property manager set up in their office? Are they pod-based? Are they portfolio-based? Um, that's information that landlords never, ever ask because they don't think to ask because you don't know what you don't know. So my job is to actually say to them, listen, just so you know, this is how our office is set up. There's no right or wrong. This is just what works best for our clients and what our clients prefer. Um, and it helps them then make sure that when they ask someone else to do a, um, a new management appraisal that they ask those questions and prompts the right, the right um, questions in the appointment. So my education on my personal brand is 100%. And the other benefit of doing that is that then you can repurpose that education online and send it straight to your database and, um, and do that direct electronic marketing. And so by reusing your content, you're making it very, very simple and you are putting it um, through to the right people and that will um, bring in new, new business uh, without a doubt. Um, stepping that even further um, is the education nights with the same sort of content. So and we always do a series of them each year. So that doing that consistently is 100% the way that I get new business. Um, yeah. But I'm not a cold caller. So for me, I'm not someone who's going to get on the phone and, and call people or go door knock. Um, that, that works for me. Yeah, that's cool. So it's one of those things. So the, the branding, I want to dig deeper on that, right? Because you, you brought up that personal branding and, and you're doing that online. But for anyone listening or reading, they're going to want to know, okay, online, where, how, what? Because, I mean, I know the answer because I see it, right? Yeah. But let, let's dig in a little bit deeper if we can. Um, so, obviously, you're doing a video, right? Yes. But where, what are you then doing? it? So, I, I get that you're then distributing it out. But just go through that motion and you're also repurposing it as well. So can you just go through a basic motion on, on that video where you've done on, you know, pod or task base, et cetera, as an example? 
Yeah, so I would do a video. I would then um, publish it to my, uh, that one was suitable to go onto my business Instagram and Facebook. So I just do that naturally. Um, and then it goes onto my LinkedIn, which is where my clients are. And the reason why this brings me a new business is because I connect regularly to my clients. You call me up for an appraisal, I've connected with you on LinkedIn straight away. So I don't necessarily need to um, prove myself over emails because, hey, you'll see me every day anyway on LinkedIn. So um, that is the reason why this works for me. So if I um, specifically have added a couple of new contacts for the day for people that have contacted me for an appraisal, I um, will make sure that I get a video up pretty quickly to make sure that um, I'm active um, from an algorithm point of view and they can see me straight away. So that video um, goes up onto my LinkedIn. And from there, I also put it onto my YouTube because if it's over 10 minutes, generally I try not to, but if it's over 10 minutes, you need to have a YouTube link. The other benefit of doing a YouTube link is that you can actually see how many people have clicked on it and viewed it and you can yep. see how that's going. Um, then I that goes straight out to my database. So that video would have been um, more suitable for prospective landlords. So I would send it off to that database. So it's one piece that is just being reused. Um, and then quite often I would get that um, translated into a blog, which again, there's free or very, very cheap options to do that. And then I put that blog on, um, uh, on where it's relevant basically to be. So I personally, I don't know if I'm allowed to sort of touch on this, but from a personal brand point of view, I have my own website. So ashleygoodchild.com.au. And I actually just use that like my library. So that's where my content is so that I remember. So I will put my blog there and I put my YouTube videos there so that they're all in one place for me. And then when I need to references or reference it or when I need some new content, I will just go back there and um, grab grab it from my library um, and pop it on to whichever platform I need. Um, and then in addition to that, like yesterday, I was thinking to myself, I need to do a new video and I had run out of a couple of ideas, wasn't feeling very creative. I went back through my library and had a look at some really old videos that I'd done. And then I thought, okay, I need to revamp that a little bit more and make it fresher. And that's what I did, popped it back on again. And you've also got a new audience as well that may yep. not have, you know, seen that. So, um, look, as a rule of thumb, we actually rotate our stuff every six months. Okay, yeah. You know, six months. I mean, we all know the property management industry. There's new property managers, BDMs, leasing agents coming on board all the time, right? So, um, and they yet haven't seen what we may have posted six months ago. Or they missed the song on the radio, should we say. They didn't see it last time or, you know, so it's it's totally fine to repurpose. And from my, from a point of view of, for me, like as a consumer of yours, um, I I never, I don't ever, ever look at something and go, oh, Dennis put that on six months ago. I never would have ever noticed. So um, it's very true. Yeah. And look, you know, it's interesting because very rarely, you know, we would change the heading right or, or the meme let's say it's an educational meme we might not change the heading but we might change the the catchphrase at the top and then we'll put a different photo of dennis or darren or michael or the crowd or whoever we're promoting you know so because we, we all get attracted to different things emotionally or whether it's color or whatever the case is so um you know repurposing it is brilliant you know yeah. it, it's great to do it and that's um, a good point as well with repurposing with the different um captions and, and titles um it's yeah very easy to do now i've got to bring up a platform that you haven't brought up yet. i know i because i haven't spoken to you since 
I'm watching, don't you worry. Uh, <laughs> Ashley messaged me around 12, 14, 15 months ago, I'm going to say it was, saying, I can't believe my kids came and told me, you're on TikTok, I have to create an account now. <laughs> my kids still see you as a celebrity. And so when I, um, if I have the opportunity of seeing you, they have been very much like, mum, can he make you get a photo with Dennis? So they just think you're royalty. <laughs> I'm far from royalty. <laughs> Anyone who's met me knows I'm not royalty. We, we, we're going to have to do a TikTok together, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We will have, maybe we could do a duet. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to the, um, what we're here to talk about. But um, Ash, your, your, your online presence, your personal brand has had a shift in the last couple of months because of one viral video. Now, Ashley, in my um, PM Lead Secrets book, I talk about uh, if you get that viral post, right? And you you can't just recreate those posts. They happen, it's potluck, right? Um, and you certainly did not try and redo it again. You then went, hang on a minute, there's a market here and, and you've run with it and I love it. I, I, I so. You're yeah. helping the complete new shift in real estate. And I think it's great. So, um, And I remember, I remember talking to you about TikTok and having a real sort of dilemma. And I still do have a bit of a dilemma with it. But I remember sort of saying, to you, I'm just, I, I don't understand it enough to get traction on it. And I remember you saying to me, Ash, you'll, you'll you know, you will work out a vibe, you'll work out your style, it'll come, it'll come, you know what I mean? Just keep sort of doing what you're doing and something will happen, it'll come. And it, it did. Like I so I was the type of person that was using TikTok where I would I appointed my 12-year-old daughter to be my TikTok manager and I would have videos and content on my phone. And on our we have a 45-minute um drive to school each morning and I would say to her, can you please post this video and do whatever hashtags? I don't know how to do TikTok. Can you just sort it out for me? That was her little job to do. So I did that for a while. Um, and interesting enough, I didn't know who my target audience was. And I thought my target audience was other property managers. And I posted an eviction that went really, really well. I was impressed. I thought it was going to be a shocker. And it was great. And I posted it. Here's an eviction that went so well. I'm, just, you know, I'm, I'm really, really happy. It could have been a lot worse. Well, turns out my target audience is not property managers, Dennis. My target audience is a whole heap of um, property manager hating uh, renters out there who thought that it was absolutely disgusting that I would post um, a good eviction in a time where we have got homelessness and um, yeah. and bigger crises in the world. And I, I, I guess I can sort of see where they're going, but it was not. It was absolutely not about that. Um, and so I, my, I was probably more worried for my children, to be honest, because they were seeing some pretty horrible comments. And I also had some people from the industry who said to me, Ash, I don't know how you do it. I've seen it. I'm actually just taking myself off TikTok. I can't even use it. I can't look at it. I'm not interested. And so I shifted it all around and I thought, okay, I've got a whole heap of uneducated people right here that have no idea about property management, about a property manager's point of view, about what actually really goes on from our 
point of view, you know, from our side, and the fact that, you know, we worked with charities with this tenant, the fact that we worked with family, you know, there's so much behind the scenes. So I thought I'm going to start educating them. And so that's what I've done. And I jumped um, very, very high in my followers from that, um, from that video. But it's been really, really great. And I feel like I'm being very helpful now to people. I'm getting um, messages on Instagram and um, on TikTok from people actually saying, Ash, um, I'm, can you help me with this? Um, I'm applying for a property. Uh, what should I do? You know, we talk about cover letters and things like that. And I'm getting a lot of people now asking for a little bit of help and guidance. And um, it's, it's going really good. I'm sort of understanding it a little bit more. And I feel that there's a need for educating because at the end of the day, these people on TikTok um, are going to be our adults one day. And I'm deeply concerned. Can I just say you've hit the hammer on the nail there and let yes. me tell you why. TikTok is, IGT has started training on TikTok. Right. right. Michael and I have been studying it. We've been watching it. We actually share so many business ideas because there's some really great things out there on TikTok. Um, I follow Gary Viacek, Grant Cardone, you know, there's so many, um, you know, people that inspire me as well. And, you know, you get all these people sharing business tips, Instagram tips, and we're sharing all of those things, website, SEO, this, that, and the other. Um, and, and it's great. So we have started and everyone's saying, oh, you know, TikTok, just like those calls you're getting, oh, I can't handle it. Instagram, the same thing happens. The same yeah. people were saying, you know, why would you want to do it? And now they're all landlords, right? And now Instagram, more people are signing up to Instagram than any format, right? So, and the same thing, the shift is happening with TikTok, but quicker. It's faster, you know, so um, it is interesting. So I've, I've just had a quick look and wow, like, you know, you're nearly at 6,000 likes. That's that's huge. Look, I, I was fortunate to have a, a, a video go viral with my three kids, you know, and um, uh, the three kids and I had, you know, something like 49,000 likes on one video, which was mm. just absolutely, and I had another one coming to Perth. You yeah. know, of course, Dennis doing a selfie video on a phone on an airplane, you know. So, But again, it's that personal branding, right? Yeah. But the only reason why I was sharing that is because my children and my personal brand, those airplane photos, that's my personal brand. Coffee, you brought up my personal brand, right? So you're using the personal brand for your business and it's through TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, social media, through video, through education. So huge congratulations. You're like, you're, you're tapping all areas. And, and I think with all of that, it's, it's knowing your audience on each of these platforms. And there's, I have a different audience on every single one of them. Um, and that's really important because the minute we get too stuck and just publishing the same, the same content all around, um, that's when we um, start missing the mark. Love it. Well said. They're different radio stations. We all like music, but we listen yep. to country, pop, you know, R&B, whatever. So that, that's how people have got to look at it. So um, well said. And if you've got the same music on each channel, then people start turning off. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Okay, so how many other agencies have you got, like, in your area, like, around you? So if I've got two agencies that are opposite me, as in, like, like 10 metres opposite me, um, and then I've got two, um, oh, God, I'd probably say four other major agencies um so 
in just in the South Perth area. Um, yeah, they, they, I would say there's a good 10 prominent um, real estate companies. And then there's another 30 that come into your cycle. Right? Uh, well, without a doubt, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if a new landlord was to ring you up, Ash, and they said, look, I've got um, other agencies coming as well. I'd like you to come out, um, you know, irrespective of, you know, what time you get there versus the others. But how many other agencies would you be typically up against if that was a, a common thing? Well, there's two ways to answer this question. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I would say that quite often people get me in and only me um, because they see me online and I just go in and I just do what I do and it's done um, because they've already got that trust in me from my um, online presence and reputation. Um, but typically, to be honest, in the past, it's, it would have been um, three or four agents that would go in. But lately, um, I find that landlords these days are pretty much choosing someone who they like. And unless you completely stuff it up at that appointment, I feel that um, people only have time for one person these days. They might email lots of people, but generally it's just that one person that comes out. And I think that's a really big shift in, um, in BDM work and property management. Um, it is. I think it's more of a shift in what you've done because be. it, it's always been there, right? It's just people haven't chosen to jump in and do it, you know, because um, videos, but I've been training on videos since 2013, Ash, right? Yeah. And social media, this and other. So you've come on board, you've recognised it and people still have that fear right? Yeah. So keep going. Yeah. Keep going. While it's beautiful for them, you've just got to keep going because imagine by the time they catch up and they start doing video, what's the next thing that you're going to be doing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and even from the point of view, putting, you know, sending out an email to these new clients um, and, you know, saying to them um, to find out more about me, check out my LinkedIn, to find out more about our office, visit our Google reviews, which fortunately ours are very strong for the area. And, and sometimes, you know, I've got a whole heap of pre-made videos that I can send to them, um, which are relevant as well. So before they've even met me, they've just sent out a blanket email, maybe to a few agents, and then they've checked my link, sorry, I've got a pen, checked my LinkedIn, checked my Google reviews, had a look at a video that I've sent, and it's like, she looks fine. she looks good she looks fine and the other agents didn't do that so um so it, it's it's pretty simple I, I mean I find I naturally find it quite simple yeah okay so does that now I, you kind of already answered my next question that I'm going to ask like what are your points of differences like yeah. against these other agencies right so you've got the video you're obviously sending them a pre-listing email as well yeah I, I mean if I would even call them points of, of difference, I mean, um, like I have the highest amount of Google reviews for the South Perth area. So that's very simple for me. I am the only person in the South Perth area um, that um, has, that gives, I probably give back to the industry the most out of anyone. And I can claim that title that, yes, I do love property management enough to run a good team, but also enough to help other um, property managers and also to give back to the industry. So I can definitely claim that as my point of difference that nobody else can. And so, um, you know, and all the extras of the videos um, and the communication is all just the icing on the cake. Can I just say, like, 
what's normal to you now is a point of difference. You're just not realizing it. Like it's, it's yeah. you're, you, you've got this, like, because you're at a, a level now, Ash, um, it's the norm, right? This is, yeah. isn't this what everyone's doing? Well, no, they're not. You know, they're not doing these videos. They're not doing podcasts. They're not doing network meetings for industry experts. They're not doing all of these things. Um, and, and, you know, another point of difference is you're in charge of the company director yeah. and you're also in property management. Like, you know, the list does go on and you, and you just keep ticking the boxes on them. So um, it is a point of difference. Let yeah. me encourage you, you. You're kicking some really big goals and, um, and well done on that. So, okay, <laughs> uh, again, this one's going to be difficult to answer because you're showing your worth, you know your worth to the client, right? But I'm new. I've moved into Perth. I don't understand. I don't care what you've got to offer, this, that, and the other. Um, I, I can't say I don't care, but, you know, I ring you up and I say, Ash, you came around. It was great. I had three other agents come in. It's between you and another one. Um, you know, uh, will you match the fees of, of this particular agency here? And I'm going to sign with you today. I'm ready to go. And by the way, I've got two other properties. Yeah. So I've, I've said before, it's fee negotiation hasn't come up a lot for me um, mm. because I don't make it a point of bringing it up. I will send our fee schedules over the email. I have no problems doing that. Um, and if you want to meet with me, we don't talk about fees again. We talk about marketing. So it's not a topic for discussion however it does come up and I think people um, that say that it doesn't are probably sort of you know making it up a little bit but um, what I like to do and I've only sort of really just discovered exactly how I do it I don't negotiate on fees however I do have some flexibility on fees so the flexibility um, there's probably two areas that are flexible um, routine inspections so in WA we can do up to four per year however I personally feel that there's some one bedroom apartments with a balcony that don't need to be inspected every 12 weeks so I'll be flexible and I'll say to the client listen I don't have any room to move on our fees however I can be flexible with our routine inspections so we at the moment they're four per year but if you feel there's only a need to have you know two or three per year I'm actually okay with that I'm not going to charge you a dollar I'm not going to do it just for the sake of getting a dollar I'm happy with that um, the other thing that I'm flexible with is and it's only because we have such a strong database if we um, if it, um, someone doesn't want to pay for marketing or a little bit hesitant with that I'll say to them I'm also happy to try for the first five days to do a soft launch through our database to try and find you a tenant that won't cost you anything if that doesn't work and I have to put that property on the internet, it's going to charge and we're going to um, charge you an internet upload fee. However, happy to give it a go as a free option for you because if it's good market, we've got a good database, there's a good chance we can actually do that. Um, so I'm flexible with those two areas and quite often from a psychological point of view, that's actually all the client wants. They aren't. They don't actually always want that discount very rarely, but they want to have a little bit of a win um, because that's human. I want to have a win as well. And they, um, they, they just, they, that, that's pretty, that's what I feel is what people want. And I feel like they get that win because I'm flexible on those two. So some agencies might be flexible on other things. They might be flexible. Um, gosh, oh, I can't even think of any, but you know, flexible on something. Um, so that is a really great way to have that discussion with clients. And it's worked for me and no, no one ever has come back and said, oh, but would you still reduce your management fee? 
But you know what I mean? They they they're normally very happy with that decision because they've had that little bit of a win. So that's my would be my recommendations if someone approaches you. I'm I'm gonna say I love the idea of let's give it a soft go in um using your database first. You know, the only loss I guess there is is you don't have those professional photos for the relet when the tenant's in it. So um that that's only my word of advice. That's true. There you know, um, so then you, you're facing that issue, but um, it doesn't stop your um, staff or yourself to do a video at least of the property before the property is filled or tenants are still getting some photos because there's platforms where you can, you know, get photos enhanced and add, add furniture to it later. So I just a, 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 an education tip from my end there, that's all, but what a great idea. But, but quite often, Dennis, the, the client's okay having the photos done. It's the, the photos um, are, are generally uh, are not negotiable and are normally yeah. fine, but, and you use those photos to go to your database. So, uh, gotcha. So yeah. it's more the premier listing on websites, the extra costs. Yeah, like if I put it on the website, I have to pay for yep. that to go on that listing. So that's what I can um, quite often avoid. I, it's, it works really, really well for my, my core market because you know 85% of our business is within our local area and we get a lot of repeat business, a lot of walk-ins. Mm. Um, very, very, I can very confidently lease a property through our database. But if I get a property that might be half an hour out, there's I, I, it doesn't always work. So I can't yeah. be flexible with those ones. But if I can, I'm more than happy to help. No, that's cool. I think I think that's a, a an awesome tip there that I really love. Okay, so Ash, we have hundreds of professionals listening in on podcasts. You know, um, in our training across over nine to ten countries, right? Plus, right? We have so many um, that are, are listening in on our podcast. So for someone that's potentially new and they're listening on the podcast and they're thinking about joining the real estate industry, you know, what advice would you give those people? My advice would be to definitely join some network groups um, that can that can just make you, if you're having one of those crappy days, it's just a safe group that you can actually um, talk to and share experiences. I think that is massive in the industry at the moment. I mm. think a lot of people feel very, um, very um, isolated and especially when they're working from home and things like that. So I think that's a really, really helpful thing to do. And I think it also helps if you ever have any frustrations in your business um, that you're working um if, if you're new to the industry, what's happening in your office might you might consider to be normal. And sometimes if there's something that just doesn't feel right, it's always good to speak to other people just, you know, for that, just to sort of, yeah, just to find out is this normal or not normal in the property management industry. So I think um, I'm a very big sharer. So I feel that yeah. that's so important. And, um, you know, joining groups, you know, like IGT, et cetera, um, they're a really great way to, um, to have that network if it's not in person. Um, and I think podcasts are always great, whether they're yours or mine or anyone's, they, um, they're a great way in your own time to listen to other people's experiences. That's what it all comes down to. And I think that's what people love to hear. So I just think that that's so important. And I call it positive comparisons. And um, it's, you know, people sometimes see comparing yourself as a negative that comparing yourself is actually a, a positive, in my opinion, because I might compare myself 
to somebody else and I will either look at them and go, oh, I actually, I like what they're doing. I might keep that in the back of my mind or I might go, oh, I feel better about what I'm doing now. I, I'm on the right track. You learn your work. You, you yeah. totally learn your work. It, it, you know, it can be, okay, I need to improve or it can be, wow, I'm better than I thought, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, yeah that's really healthy, I think, though, those comparisons which you get by listening um, or, or network groups. And that, you know, the thing with property management is we, we um, are throwing hurdles all the time. We um, never truly um, know everything. And mm -hmm. so we um, just need to make sure that the job is enjoyable and we're happy doing it. And we are in the same boat as everybody else. And um, we, I'm, I'm very big on property managers having that happy property management life and, um, and having that longevity. When I see people burnt out and having to leave the industry, it completely guts me. I wish that I could just grab them and say, no, come sit with, you know, come to one of my coffee catch-ups or listen to this podcast. It's okay, you know, um, that, that I want to see improved in the industry more. Yeah, absolutely. And the more training people go to, the better the industry gets, the better absolutely. the standard gets, the the, um, the happier people are. And and um, congratulations, Western Australia. You guys have led the way in Australia, which has helped Australia be looked upon as the best property managers in the world. You yeah, know, we, 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 are. we have such a great um, property management, um, mm. you know, tribe over here. And I remember... Um, at one of the last events that I held, I had someone come up to me and say, Ash, everybody here is so nice. And I was like, that's right. This is, you know, we're creating this, um, this network yep. of where it's, it's okay to call each other. If you've got an issue, call this person, they'll help you. And, um, and that has, is honestly, it's, um, it's only going to get bigger and better for WA for sure. It is. That is happening around Australia as well, which yeah. is phenomenal to see, you know. And it's all because of these Facebook groups. There's so many Facebook groups. People then meet each other face-to-face, -face and it's great. So great tip, network. Network, network, and, and get in. Okay, so Ash, as you know, in Spide Grove Training, we have a conference where we do try and run it annually um, when there's no pandemic on. Um, sadly, 2020, we didn't get to have a conference, but we do run an international conference, um, which, you know, you're, you're booked in to come to our next one. And, you know, Dennis taps you on the shoulder because all of a sudden he's lost his voice. Um, there's no speakers. They've all gone home. Darren's off teaching someone maximising fees and Michael's, you know, pep talking someone about technology or outsourcing or something, right? And, and I write on a note, Ash, as you know, there is the top BDMs and property managers around whatever country coming into Australia. I need you to give some words of wisdom for the last two minutes and you have to close the conference. What do you oh. say? You've got to close the conference, Ash. Let's go. Bring it on. No, I told you that I'd be real easy with questions today, and this one's going to throw me. Um, oh, my gosh. Um, wow. Oh, my God. I'm stuck for words. I'm never stuck for words. Um, oh, my it, okay, it's a good I've, question, right? It's a good question. I'm, I'm going to fill in some time to help you think. Okay, well, it. I mean, I, I, well, this might not. I live by a motto and it's work hard and be kind. 
Work hard and be kind. They are, they are my two things in life that we all need to do. And, um, and treating people um, as good as we are and not as bad as they've been is another thing that I am teaching my children as well. And, um, you know, that comes to, you know, dealing with clients and staff members, et cetera. So I, um, I like to always act with kindness in whatever I do, despite whether I agree with what someone says or doesn't do. And, um, and that's always worked for me, not always straight away, but eventually. And so, um, and, and understanding the, the business and understanding your position, staying in your own lane is very important in property management or any position in real estate as well. And, um, and be curious, ask questions, ask questions of colleagues, ask questions of people in industry, ask questions to your boss, be curious because that's how we learn. And um, that is the best thing that you can do for yourself personally and professionally. You did it, you know. Did I do it? <laughs> Everyone's just, just standing up applauding, you know. <laughs> and, and you were owing me an espresso martini. <laughs> it's like, I need a drink now. <laughs> Ashley, I've got to say, like, I love that you brought in your kids into that as well uh, uh, and, and what to do because, um, you know, our, our integrity, um, you know, is on the line when we're running a business, right? Um, and people, you know, all of a sudden you are a fishbowl, especially when you put yourself out there on social media, you're running a business. And um, if you can, if, if that is um, instilled internally within your business and you've got that family environment, it's creating a really good culture. So no doubt you would have a really good, strong culture within your business. And it, and it does show, you know, so um, congratulations again on that. Uh, Ashley, wow. Um, the best way for people to contact you, LinkedIn, no doubt. Yeah, I love LinkedIn and um, definitely connect with me there. And I'm also there, I've connected actually with a lot of your clients, um, which is really great. And I encourage them to, you know, look at my stuff, feel free to replicate it relevant for your industry. Um, I have no issues at all with people doing that. And that's how we can all you know, get better with what we're doing. So LinkedIn, definitely just under Ashley Goodchild. And then I use the handle Perth Property Manager on Instagram and on TikTok if you are brave enough to jump on there. <laughs> well, if they continue listening to our podcasts and training, then they're, they're going to have no choice. Look, just so you know, um, I don't know, I'd possibly say at least 10 times a month for people to go out and connect with you on LinkedIn. Melissa Hickson's another amazing person, right. Shoshana McNichol, um, yep. on, on the socials and stuff as well. So, um, yeah, um, you know, keep doing what you're doing. We absolutely love seeing it. It's people like you that inspire us to keep pushing our boundaries as well. Um, so, and, and I think as well with, like, with your conference and, and the reason why I love, go, you know, going to that and me coming from WA, going over east to do it, it's a, it's a big thing, but it's an opportunity for me to connect with other people in Australia that I see online all the time, like Melissa Hicks. I've never met her in person, but we wow. I consider her a really good um, social media friend. We, you know, we do chat and talk and, and do videos. So um, the opportunity to be able to, apart from seeing your wonderful event as well, but the opportunity to network with all my social media friends over East is so important for me. And another reason why um, I, yeah, the importance of that networking is really important for me. Yeah, it is. So, Ashley, um, one thing that I do do is 
I look for the content first. I'm always looking at strong content so that when people come, they're, they're going to learn something good. And then I look at who's the best to teach on that content, right? Darren um, Hunter and I have argued um, various times and he used to think it's always about the speaker and about the content. And I said, dude, it's about the culture. It's about the people. It's about the networking. Mm. And you've just hit the hammer on the nail. And um, we've, we've even done surveys in the IGT in a circle and people keep going. I can't wait to see Mel. I can't wait to see the Lindas, the Shardies, the Greg Watsons, the, you know, it's not about us as trainers. Yeah. We don't put the event on for us. We put the event on for the people. And the hashtag IGT family, that drive because of that culture that we've created, that people can't wait to see each other. Absolutely. Yeah, so thank you again. Um, the Grow 100 Expert Challenge. You certainly are an expert, Ashley, and thank you very much for um, being part of this journey with us. Lovely, thank you.